From their humble beginnings at the Players' Workshop of the Second City, to theaters and comedy clubs of Chicago, to the terrestrial radio airwaves of the Jonathan Brandmar Morning Show on WLUP, and their own two-hour comedy show on WLUP AM 1000, the Duck Logic Comedy Group has made audiences laugh, chuckle, guffaw, and occasionally pass drinks through their noses. And now, it's your turn. So sit back and relax, or keep jogging, or driving, or whatever it is you're doing right now, and get ready to laugh, because the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour is in your ears. Let's state the facts. A radio ride through these 50 states. This week we salute Arkansas. Arkansas is the state most frequently mispronounced. Pronounced Arkansas, Arkansas loves to squeal like a pig at football games, and Mary Lou's My Sister is as good as marriage by convenience in a state where the number one crop is hooch. Next week we salute Arizona on Let's State the Facts. Morning, Grandpa. Morning, little Jimmy. I see you're eating your cereal there like a good boy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Grandpa? Hmm? What's Republican mean? Republican? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, gee, let me see. Uh, Republican means uh, to keep things running according to God's standards. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is God a Republican? Well, of course he is. Oh, oh. Well, well, sort of. Well, actually, I think we're more a part of him than he is a part of us, but it all works out in the end there, Jimmy. Oh. <laughs> yes. Is that why you've submitted yourself to a mandatory drug urine test at your place of employment? Well, you're catching on, little Jimmy. You see, just like that bowl of cereal there, mandatory drug testing is going to keep this country running on the right track. Oh, <laughs> yes. wow. Yes. Little Jimmy here and millions of children like him are the future of America. But they need all the help they can get. That's why there's new, improved moral fiber. It's the same old junk in a brand new box. (laughs) The new, improved breakfast cereal, moral fiber. (laughs) Tastes so good, you don't have to shove it down their throats. The 4th of July, America's birthday. A time to celebrate our history. A time for three-fingered fathers to blow off package after package of illegal fireworks brought over state lines by your next-door neighbor. A time to subject yourself to community bands butchering Irving Berlin and John Philip Sousa standards. Yes, the 4th of July is the only birthday where you don't have to worry about getting anything but sunburn. So pack up the kids for that long ride to the summer home you should have sold long ago. And think about what a great country we live in. When you burn the burgers and get rear-ended on the ride home from the fireworks. The 4th of July. Happy birthday, America. You're not getting older. You're just getting overcrowded. It's time for a Constitutional Minute with Bob Odenkirk. In 1787, a group of distinguished statesmen led by Thomas Jefferson drafted perhaps the most important document in America's history, the outline for a nation, our United States Constitution. For months they had been meeting men like John Adams and Benjamin Franklin. Dressed in regal hats and puffy white wigs, they walked the streets of Philadelphia or rode horse-drawn carriages to gather at weathered oak tables and discuss bold initiatives. Disagreements were common in their efforts to pen a document which was noble, ethical, democratic, and comprehensive. Disagreements such as 
what color ink to use, and whether to frame the final copy or just shellac it against a piece of burnished wood. At one point, a vehement argument over border size exploded into fisticuffs, one side demanding less border so as to fit all the content on a single page, the other side insisting upon wide borders for optical ease, even if the end result were a multiple-page document. The single-pagers, as they called themselves, finally won out. Other factions, such as the Red Inkers and college-ruled paper guys, also compromised their positions for the good of the young nation. One thing everyone agreed on without argument was the use of elaborate calligraphy in printing the actual letters. Finally, it was done. Ben Franklin himself spent half a day holding the final draft over a candle flame to give it that antique look. In a solemn ceremony, some men sitting, others standing, hands on hips, the document was signed. With remarks of, here goes nothing, and who's next? Each man signed his John Hancock. Whatever skepticism remained was unwarranted, as our Constitution has proven through the years to be a document that truly looks as historic as it is. This has been a Constitutional Minute with Bob Odenkirk. Marching down the aisle of progress, pushing down the gates of time, heralding the end of illiteracy and trumpeting the cause for reason, they are the federal government. As we check in on the boys this week, the NATO alliance is threatened by the Warsaw Pact and the Persian Gulf is a hotbed of hot air and hot tempers. Oh, and the Ayatollah can't find anything to wear to the next public execution. Can you believe these sympathizers telling the president to get us out of the Persian Gulf? Next thing we'll be reading is that the Congress made a deal with the Ruskies. Probably eat borscht for breakfast. It just P.O.'s me the way people put down the old red, white, and blue. The president has gone to great lengths to make sure he's remembered in the history books. Heck, Iran-Contra hearings, Nicaragua, higher rates of poverty. These things have to be done if a free market and democracy are to flourish. Brogdon, you bleed federal government. Now let's get to work on some paperwork. What do you think of this? Four pieces of ID for citizenship instead of three. Good. And I put in an order for some whiteout for the Pentagon. $14,000 a throw. Ruger, you're the best we got. Always looking out for the little guy, making sure nobody slips between the cracks of bureaucracy, pressing for the red tape so that people will have a feeling of accomplishment after they've taken years to get a voter's registration card. You define this office. But we've been handed something bigger than that, old friend. Sought. Operation Snip Snip. Involves hundreds of barbers cutting hair and talking up sports and playboy with individuals we've identified as terrorists. Two stories about the good old days, a trim of the neck, then we cuff them. We gotta go the whole nine yards. 27 feet. 324 inches. Don't bother calibrating those figures and switching to metric. We're gonna need lots of time and all the money we can squeeze out of the taxpayers if we're gonna succeed. It's for the good of the nation. Put your cards on the table, America. The poker game is about to start and we need to royal flush those alley babas out of the waters. Oil's more important than lives. I'll tell Trixie to roll Operation Snip Snip. I'll look at myself in the mirror and admire my good looks and roguish masculinity. 10-4. Trixie, we're good to go on Operation Snip Snip. All right, I'll notify the president. Don't bother. You'll only wake him up and you know what a grouch the head of state is when he's been roasted from a nap. Yeah, I just sent him a memo. Did you guys want me to put another cup of coffee on? Sure, baby. Give them all something to wake up and smell. By the by, Trixie, 
through with that senator yet? After all, you are on the payroll of the big boys. Ah, Bruger, chew on an ice cube and keep your shorts clean. Teaser. With funds filtered through the Pentagon, our heroes put Operation Snip Snip into action. And the repercussions are heard round the world if you've got good hearing and everyone's quiet. Otherwise, you'll have to watch on C-SPAN. Little off the sides, uh, Mohammed Body Dodger, or uh, just in the back? Oh, please to clip pork chops. Pop it to the American Barbers Association and Imperialistic Groomer. Ah, no problem, sir. How about a magazine? Uh, we got Sports Illustrated, Playboy, Inside Sports, Inside Sports Illustrated, Inside Playboy, <laughs> and Soldier of Fortune. You don't have the latest terrorist digest? Ah, uh, went out of print about a year ago. Blew up their warehouse. Oh, that's right. Case of mistaken identity. I see that the Giants are playing at Washington. That could be a good game. I ever been to the nation's uh, capital? Not on business, but I have toured the Kennedy Center and the Lincoln Memorial. 450 for the tour. Imperialistic ripoff. Boy, that spreading playboy with the girls from Lebanon is quite an eye-catcher, huh? I tell you, the more clothes a woman wears, the better she looks. It's true. It's so, true. uh, how about a trim of this neck? Uh, who knows, maybe you'll catch the eye of some radical number. Oh, no, 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 no. I got a hideous birthmark back there. Plus, I got my eyes set on the sweet bomb squad girl. Old mom and dad just love her. Oh, uh, so boy, not many of those around. In fact, you can't even buy a woman in the mail anymore. In fact, you can't even get good mail the way it used to be in the old days. <laughs> Mohammed, you stick with that little girl. She sounds special. I think she's the one. Boy, we don't make them like we used to, and now they're starting to wear shoulder pads and candies. It's ugly. Not as ugly as the mole on your schnozola body, Dodger. Brompton, you weasel. You can't arrest me without my extradition papers. Here they are, undesirable. Serve to the side order of malice and fries. Eat up, scurvy. Your days are numbered. Sorry, Bruger. We use a different calendar. Our days are written in weird Sanskrit. Here's your engagement ring. You're engaged to be married to the American justice system and the boys in the, the federal, federal government. government. So the halls of Washington are victorious as Operation Snip Snip puts an end to terrorism forever thanks to the valiant tenacity of the federal government. Good evening, Americans. This is Ned Casterbridge, Jr., Officer Brueger on the federal government, with a reminder that freedom is important, but not if it means pestering the right wing. Remember, the right wing is the right wing. Please write or bug or shoot any liberals who stand against the federal government. You'll be doing this country a great service. Let's state the facts. A radio ride through these 50 states. This week we salute Arizona. Arizona is the land of blown opportunities, and the dry heat of the midday sun makes a leathery encasement over Arizona's cancerous citizens. The number one crop is sun cover. Next week we salute California on Let's State the Facts. Hey everybody, welcome to the 4th of it's July edition of the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour. Happy 4th, 4th of July, everybody. Woo! I got huh? a handful of firecrackers and a... a, a model airplane some kid left uh, next door on his he shouldn't leave his window open like that it was drying out there on the thing so we're gonna blow that up a little later on it's gonna be a lot of fun it's like my cousin jeff used to do one summer he came and he just blew up all my toys and i guess i let Wasn't him. it exciting <laughs> <laughs> i had this like really gi joe or i mean heavy toys or like little, little i had the coolest texaco tanker model 
that was, I mean, a good two or three feet long. And it floated really well. I think it might have even had a motor. And he put an M M80 in the middle of it and pushed it out into this quarry that we had uh, that was filled with water. A swimming and, hole? Yeah, kind of. There was fish in it. People fished, but I don't know if they did a lot of swimming. But he blew it up. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Lusitania, right on down, right? I, I was witness to a G.I. Joe uh, tied naked to a stake with a fire underneath. <laughs> So we watched him melt down and put out his own fire. <laughs> <laughs> Saved himself. How old, much left to save. How old were you? I don't want to probably 12 or 13. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. But it was it was a pretty helly. Yeah, it was just you know, his face melt like at the end of the first Indiana Jones movie. Well, there's no human or inhuman sacrifices on this show this week. Just things that are directly ah. 4th of July and some things that are just kind of political. Uh, we weren't very political. And, and, and I was I know, just going to say, you must have looked long and hard to find anything that was had political, really. Oh, no, it'd be impossible. Well, we think um, the serial moral fiber, that was uh, political. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, moral fiber. Uh, Tim, you wrote a song called Gary Hart's Got a Bubba for My Baby, and that's going to be coming up soon. <laughs> These days, even remember who Gary Hart is. I was having a hard time remembering who he, what he did. Well, he a, they had a, a movie out called The Front Runner with Hugh Jackman, and it was definitely Gary Hart. Well, he was, was pretty just, popular. I think it was in the top 40 when it came out that week. He was a womanizer and wasn't he a Democratic candidate for president or something? And his career got torpedoed because say, he was. I want to say he was going to win that election if anything didn't get in his way. He probably was going to be the Democratic candidate. And see, his you know? bubble was right out front. And that was the problem. And there was a skit called uh, The Federal Government. <laughs> a that Martin was, Quinn production? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely had a right wing. It was like an anti-right-wing thing at the end there, but... Jimmy's back. Jimmy's back. Jimmy Russell. Do you remember 4th of July when you were a child? Well, it's America's best. Jim we're Russell. We're talking 4th of July memories, Jim. What do you got? We used to spend our 4th of Julys on the island downriver. My uncle rented an island, and he had a houseboat, and he had eight kids. So we actually spent our summers kind of that area. And eventually, what would come down to is a fireworks fight between us on the island and the people that lived across from us on the shore. <laughs> it got really ugly. Because that's what we do downriver. I can name names if you want, Dave. So you yeah, shot fireworks at each other. Cool, all right. So Thank Tim, you God. were talking about the Duck Logic show you guys did on uh, 4th of July. Did you want to reminisce about that? Again. Was it Star, was it Star 105? Star, Star 105. Crystal Lake Fest. Listen, I'm from Crystal Lake, and I don't even know what they call Crystal Lake Fest. Pioneer Days or something stupid like that. Anyway, it was like the second time we did the radio show. So Dave, That's right. We, we did. We liked this radio show well yeah. there at the theater. They, they booked us again, only now we're at a little tent outside at a, a festival, the Crystal Lake Festival. We're liking it. Oh, man. I think we all wanted to take the guy down that walked on stilts because he was annoying. And he kept on getting in the way of the visual. Yeah. That was probably about mm-hmm. 10 or 15, 20 My, people I had a friend. who were really interested and they paid attention to what we were doing. And we didn't really realize where we were going to be. And we didn't. We wrote a radio show that would be presented the same way the one in the theater was. Well, boy, you can't do theater yeah. work out in the middle of a daytime. Yeah, in a yeah the theater day. one was like Lake Wobegon or what was a Garrison Keeler where you guys are standing in front yeah. of scripts and with microphones and a person doing. Yeah, and there's lights on us and people are quiet and they're listening and paying. They came in specifically to see that. So they're paying attention to it. Oh, my God, there was nobody there that was anybody that stopped only was randomly stopping to hear what we were saying. And you but did a concept that were into it. We're into it. Yeah. yeah. And there's a concept. I right? was a gristle fest. Uh, gristle fest. It was connected yes. to the 
the, yeah. the first radio show. So we were trying to build that city and that town up. And Gristlefest was what they had every year. Another kind yeah. of. I, I do remember. The, I mean, just like the concept that they there would were, have all this gristle left over, and you'd have to have a festival to get rid of it. <laughs> just all this crap made. Ah, uh, like Oktoberfest is like the Oktoberfest or uh, the garlic fest, right? Exactly, it's gristle fest. So they you had to. It was a meat packing plant. You had to do something. You with know, you're looking forward to over gristle. This was more regular. No, we just, there were interview pieces with people around the festival, people who yeah. work in gristle fest, things like the guy who had the gristle brought the gristle and that kind of thing. Our stage was only like six inches off the ground. I mean, we were everybody was just in folding chairs right. out there with their beers and dogs and what. You don't have a good. Well, the what the visuals like? I'm wrong. I'm not wrong about that, right? Like, there's guys on stilts. I don't know, clown kind of things that are like wandering through the crowd, wandering all around. So, like, we still had scripts, just right, like at the theater. We had scripts and, and microphones. Yeah. We were just going through the show, but it was very uh, strange. And this was a festival where, like, I think Jim and David can back me up on it. I mean, the way state little stages and things were set up, <laughs> I think sound would kind of like only go so far <laughs> in this kind of murmur the rest of the way out. I don't, I, well, I, can't I mean, understand. the odd thing is here, we're, like, we're doing this big like, bit about a festival, much like the festival we're at. So there was something weird, exactly like Duck Logic, making fun of the thing there. <laughs> actually a part of at the time i don't yeah. think everyone you know as i said there was a handful of people who were really getting into it up front and i think they certainly got the joke but i think yeah. in general it was just sort of hey they're being wacky up there let's see what's going on it, was, it think probably it wasn't the right place for us but it was a memorable not that memorable i don't have any damn good memories about it do i have been able to share one funny good I memory love, about it at I, I want to give i want to um give props to david and jim because they were very funny that day they can't remember it but i thought Gristlefest was hilarious it had actually it, it was a perfect continuation actually of the whole concept of fred's glory jim did have like i think he had outlines or something for like the festivals and things that could continue from fred's quarry you know that was something that was it was written and done once and that was that so a lot of that stuff just that's cool after we did the show, there was a woman who came up to me and said, my friends had told me about our show, Fred's Quarry, and she wanted to see us, and she wasn't disappointed by the show. She was one that actually came to see us do a show. Yeah. Did have fun. Yeah, it's a but, real... But uh, you know what? I will, I will scan through the what I've got and play the highlights of Gristlefest. So the listeners out there... Fourth of July memory. It yeah. might, uh, quality-wise, everybody out there might sound like, because it's recorded off the airwaves like radio was back in those days, so... <laughs> hey, if there's a little piece of Gristle Fest that's funny to you, we should put it on. Okay, that's what I'll do. I'll do that. Put that all together. So for our our, our first themed podcast, the uh, Fourth of July themed podcast, which is this thing drops on a Saturday and it's Fourth of July tomorrow. And then have a lovely day off on Monday. Hope you have all your fingers. Have a listen to yourself uh, a big heaping plate full of gristle. Happy Fourth of July, everybody! Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Happy birthday, America. The radio show is back on the air. Yes, it's the radio show number two. An hour-long entertainment extravaganza brought to you live from the Taste of Crystal Lake on Star 105.5 FM. All right. Welcome out to the radio show. How's, every, how's everybody doing? Can we squeeze a few more hundred people in this tent? We're excited to be here today. This is the gala celebration of Taste of Crystal Lake. Yes, we're doubly excited because at the same time, if you listened to our show last time, we talked about a little city a little-known city here called Fred's Quarry. It's between, out uh, there by Crystal Lake. And they're also having a celebration. It's called Gristlefest 92. 
Uh, so throughout the show tonight, we'll be checking in with our Gristlefest correspondent, Bob Berg. Bob, can you hear me out there? We're only about a half a mile away from where you are over there at the Gala Fest, and let me tell you, it's a beautiful sunny day out here. Uh, we're going to be talking to uh, some of the people up on the bandstand. Up with Person is going to be here. It used to be up with people. Now it's just the one guy with a microphone, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Also, we're going to be going out to the Drywall Boat Regatta, the Gristlefest cook-off. I, I'm walking down across all the booths here. The people are having a great time. I noticed in front of me it's the Gristle Fest Science Fair, and there's lots of fascinating projects uh, that have been made by 7th and 8th graders of Fred's 4A Junior High. Right now I'm standing next to Johnny Saboygan, his Gristle Volcano. He's got a Gristle Volcano he's built up. Johnny, are you ready to start this eruption? Sure. All right, he's lighting the fuse. The Gristle Volcano is smoking. There it goes, a column of smoke ash. Flaming Gristle is leaping into the blue. Oh, the humanity, the humanity, this Bye. is awful. Charred pieces of gristle. Bob, Bob People can you hear me? Fire. They're running. No, I can't. Bob, it's we're going to have to take it back. The tent right next to him is a very special guest, a gentleman who uh, has brought something to uh, Fred's quarry that hasn't ever been here before, and that's comedy. I'm talking about our very old Dr. Funny. Love you. Hello. Hello. I know I love you, my friend. I love you more. <laughs> I am so excited to be here at the Gristle Fest. This is very exciting. I'm, you know, I got some jokes I'd like to tell you. Oh, who would have thought? Dr. Buddy's got some jokes. I got huh? some jokes. Here we go. <laughs> what do you call a woman who sleeps with every member of the orchestra? I don't know. What do you call a woman who sleeps with every member of the orchestra? A symphomaniac. A sim symphomaniac. A I get it. I Work get with it. me, kids. I'm loving this. Oh. Hello. And now it's time for Tales from the Toll Booth. Another page ripped from the diary of Toll Booth Attendant number 468. <laughs> And one gentleman specifically has interested me. He's found a tent, the Fred's Quarry Freak Show. Sir, can you tell us about the freak show you oh, saw here? Oh, man, man. I was, Fred's yeah, Corey. there's like a lady out there. She's she's like a bearded lady, except she has a little mustache right here. Well, you're talking about the lady with the five o'clock shadow. Yes, that's what Ooh, they Ooh, that's scary stuff. We've got another, uh, Lars Tippa's back here. Lars Tippa III, a woo-woo Indian. That's right. The Swedish Lutheran Indian tribe, yeah. Oh, you're here now. You're here because we're just about getting ready to crown the Gristle Queen. The Gristle Float will be coming down this way. All right, if you look over here, uh, Lars, you'll see that the Gristle Float is uh, stopping. The crowd's cheering wildly. They, they look like they're yes. about ready to go crazy, don't they? They do. The old queen is taking off her crown of dehydrated Gristle. She's placing it on the head of Ann Fitzgerald, the new Gristle Queen. The crowd is beginning to rock the float. Both of the queens have fallen off into the mud. It's terrible. The float oh is careening. The float must be going a full eight miles an hour. The horror of it all. Oh, my God. It hit the fireworks tent. It hit the fireworks tent. Oh, my God. There they go. The whole place is shaking. The humanity of it. The woo Indies are running around without their loincloths on. I've never seen such a thing. Oh, my God. I know it would be so much more beautiful if it was dark outside. Happy Fourth of July, everybody. Thanks so much. Star 105.5, the radio show. Rolling. He's pretty smart for a politician. He knows all the right positions to take to get the women to vote. And if that don't work, he takes him out on his boat Gary's cool with the young ladies He's a male member of the 80s Picked my significant other Now she's gonna be a mother well, Gary's cool with the young ladies He's a male member of the 80s Picked my significant other 
Merry hearts got a bubba for my baby. As secret service at the hotel eight, so his wife won't insinuate that he's being rather callous when it comes to using his phallus. Gary's cool with the young ladies. He's a male member of the 80s. Picked my significant other. Now she's gonna be a mother. Gary Hart's got a bubba for my baby. Bruce Babbitt can't do it like a rabbit. Like Gary says, when you see it, you gotta grab it. Now we'll be famous, cause Gary's shameless When it comes to daily affairs So what's one thing, not anything Just a night with my wife's derriere Gary's with the young ladies He's a male member of the 80s Pick my significant other now she's gonna be a mother Gary Hart's got a bubba for my baby Somebody said he did down a rice It's amazing what he'll sacrifice My baby just rolled him over And she said that he was sober Promised if she'd use protection wouldn't screw up this selection Gary's cool with the young ladies He's the male member of the 80s Pick my significant other Now she's gonna be a mother And Gary Hart's got a bubba for my baby He's got a B-U-B-B-A for my baby B U B, B, A for my baby Gary Hart's got a bubba for my baby New Line Cinema in association with the Mayo Clinic and the Old Republican Party presents a story so frightening it's scary Watch as medical science takes a horrifying step forward in they saved Reagan's brain. Surely a few fanatics can't upset the world. Not a day. It happened before. It was a fanatic who upset the world a great deal. He could do it again. Skin cancer couldn't kill him. Neither could Polyps or John Hinckley. So a measly horseback riding accident wasn't about to stand in his way. This is too fantastic to believe. I believe it. Please, I, I need your help. This is like some kind of a bad joke. See the hideous top-secret medical experiments performed by some of the staunchest Reagan supporters that won't let the memory die. So you're the superior ones. The slappers of women, the torturers of old men. And you thought he was sleeping all those years in the White House. They've been planning the conquest of the world for 18 years. Now that... That thing says that the time has come. Do they really follow its orders? 
Does it give orders, Senor Coleman? Does it really give orders? They saved Reagan's brain. Now on video cassette, the first 2,000 rental customers get a free Reagan Cranium piggy bank for the kids. They saved Reagan's brain. After you rent this one, you'll wonder if you have a hole in your head. Honey, I'm out of soap. Did you have me some? You smell that? What is it? Something new? We had a racquetball tournament for eight hours. A hailstorm of perspiration beads. When my shower was over, I walked out. There wasn't one stinking germ left on my body. Yeah, and it smells good. I love the smell of napalm olive in the morning. Napalm olive by Pentagram and Gamble. Germs don't stand a fighting chance. It smells like victory. Let's state the facts. A radio ride through these 50 states. This week we salute California. California is the state for misplaced Midwesterners. And wetting flakes as nuts and berries means there's a fat tourist with Bermuda shorts and black socks trying to make a funny. Brain cells disappear at will around Sacramento, and California's number one crop is the earthquake, grown along the San Andreas fault line. Next week we salute Colorado on Let's State the Facts. Well, there you have it, the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour, show number 14, the 4th of July show, featuring in alphabetical order Tom Dorfmeister, David Dunlosky, Ann and Walter Mitchka, James F. Russell, Denise Sandler, and Tim Thomas. Gary Hart has a bubba for my baby, played expertly by Steve Meisner. Join us next time, won't you? Subscribe to the Comedy Half Hour if you like what you heard, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, I think. Our website is ducklogiccomedy.com, and you can see our old cable show, Cableville USA, on our YouTube channel. Portions of the show were previously broadcast on the radio back in the day under the copyright of Duck Logic Limited and the licenses of WLUP, AM, and FM in Chicago. And that's saying a lot.